guys, what is good? This is Morgan Mueller coming at you with the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. We actually have each of these episodes begin as a YouTube video. So if you would like to watch the original content on YouTube, search my name, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, on YouTube, look for the Joy and Hope logo. But otherwise, thanks for being here. Enjoy the podcast. Hey guys, Morgan here, bringing you another episode of Joy in Hope. And today we're going to talk about what everybody in our world is talking about right now, the coronavirus. And I want to make a little clarification to something that came up in the most recent video I did on the different degrees of sin with my friends Daniel and Luke. Thank you again to the two of them for helping me out with that. But before we get to all that, let us pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Totus tuus Maria, ego sum. I am totally yours, Mary. All right. Let's do the little clarification first, since I think the big thing we're going to talk about, which is what everybody's talking about as the big thing, is COVID-19. So a quick clarification that a good friend brought up in the last video that we did earlier this week. I know, there have been so many videos this week. Lucky y'all. Perfect timing, as another friend pointed out, because now a bunch of people are stuck at home and have plenty of time to check out Joy and Hope. So maybe that's why I'm feeling so inspired to make extra. But a clarification on the most recent video on the different degrees of sin. Okay, so... Me and the guys were throwing out some different ways that venial, the lesser sins we talked about, can be forgiven without having to go to confession. Though, as we talked about, confession is awesome, and the graces received through that sacrament, like with any sacrament, are specific to it, and those graces are so unique and powerful that only the sacrament can bestow them. So even though venial sins can be forgiven in other ways, it's still an awesome idea, even if you're hopefully not living in mortal, serious sin at any time, to still go to confession regularly because it can help you avoid even doing those sins ever, whether mortal or venial. And it's just a really awesome source of grace. However, with the venial sins, One thing that I mentioned in particular that I thought I had learned before was venial sins can be forgiven through the use of sacramentals such as holy water. That is true. But clarification, whether it is a venial sin or a mortal sin, when we are coming to God, as it says in scripture, with a contrite heart, so a heart that is sorry, remorseful, sad at what it has done, Whenever we come to God, we have this contrition, hopefully. And there are two terms I want to hit on really fast. There is perfect contrition and imperfect contrition. So imperfect contrition is when we're only saying sorry because we fear hell. We fear that punishment. And even though it's not perfect, 
it is still a kind of contrition. So it is better than nothing. However, the hope is that you, as you progress in the spiritual life, that imperfect contrition becomes perfect contrition, which is I'm truly sorry because I love you, God, and I know that you have created me for more than what I have done, for more than sin. Like you haven't created me for sin. You've created me to do good. So because I love you and I'm sorry for having done wrong to you, I ask your forgiveness. So when we're talking about truly being sorry, whether I'm using holy water to recall my baptism and how that was when the original sin of Adam and Eve that all human persons throughout history, except the Blessed Virgin Mary, all of us have received the original sin of our first parents, Adam and Eve, other than the Blessed Mother. Baptism washes away that sin. However, we still mess up. We still sin. So even after our baptism, that is how we seek forgiveness for venial sins and mortal sins through all the ways that me, Daniel, and Luke listed on Monday, including the use of holy water, if you choose. And those and literally holy water, that makes you think of baptism and being cleansed in that way. However, it's not like, oh, I just get to dip my finger in the holy water font, make the sign of the cross, and I'm done. If I'm not truly sorry, it's not going to have any effect on me because it's not the water that's giving me the grace and healing me of the sins. It's me being sorry and God giving grace through the use of that sacramental, through my faith, because I believe through the use of holy water or whatever other things can forgive venial sins. It's my faith. But since God knows that we are physical people, like, you know, we like to see it, we like to hear it, we like to touch it, we like to taste it, like we're, we're physical beings, like we learn through our senses. He made us that way. And so God recognizes that things like holy water are helpful for us because it helps make something invisible, like our faith, like it helps make something invisible, visible, and it helps us believe even more. Does that make sense? I hope it does. So just because I'm using holy water or whatever it is, I'm not automatically going to be forgiven if I'm not truly sorry because it's no different than when I'm little and I do something mean to my brother or sister and my mom's like, get in here and say you're sorry right now. And I'm like, no, because I'm not sorry. And she's like, no, you have to or you don't get to go play again. Well, if I say that I'm sorry but don't really mean it, that doesn't work with God. It might work for our mom, at least for the time being, <laughs> But it doesn't work for God because he sees right through that. So whether it's me using holy water, whether it's me saying this certain prayer called an act of contrition, which as Catholics we say whenever we receive the sacrament of reconciliation, but which we can say at any time, see a link in the description below for a link to that prayer if you're curious. But whether it's that or whether it's the sacrament of confession, when I come to God asking him for forgiveness in any of these ways, if I'm not 
really sorry, God's not going to forgive me because he knows I'm not sorry. So clarification there. Please, 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 if you have any questions or if you'd like to make a clarifying comment or if you have a clarifying question, please, please comment below and we'll get that taken care of for you. But that aside. So I really want to talk about what everybody else is talking about right now in our world. This coronavirus. First of all, if you or anyone you know has been infected by that disease, I want you to know that I'm praying for you here at Joy and Hope. And if any of you have any prayer requests or prayer intentions, please feel free to comment below with those so that we can all join in prayer together. Um, but what I specifically wanted to talk about is how as Christians and especially as Catholics, I think that we can respond to this in a way that's positive and in a way that's making the most of the situation. Because that's the thing about God. He can bring good out of otherwise terrible things. So that's what we're going to try to do today. So the inspiration for this video, it came from several people, friends, family members this week. They kept texting me this Bible verse and it just seemed to be everywhere. It was all over the internet, all over different social media. And people kept texting me this and at least two people in particular were like, you really need to make a video on this. And one of whom, my cousin, we were just talking about how, oh my gosh, it is so clear God wants us to talk about this verse just because it keeps coming up. So maybe you've heard it already. Maybe you haven't. It seems to be everywhere right now, but whether or not you've heard of it, it keeps reappearing at least in my life this week. So I feel called to share. It comes from this, the Old Testament from 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verses 13 through 14. It goes like this. So this is the Lord actually speaking to Solomon, King Solomon. He says, When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or command the locust to devour the land, or send pestilence upon my people, if my people, who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Two things I want to point out here. I want to reread verse 13 first. It goes along with the first part. When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people. I've talked in a video recently about how I personally choose not to follow a lot of the news just because a lot of it isn't relevant to me and I would rather be present where God has me here and now in this time and place with the people in front of me rather than people across the world. 
So I am not familiar with this, these situations, but I have had these different people who've been sharing this Bible verse with me say that there has been a drought or something somewhere and it goes along with the no rain part, they think, and something about locusts in Africa. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't really remember what these people were talking about, but they just felt like these three situations in the first verse, the no rain, the locusts devouring the land, and sending pestilence among my people, which they interpreted as the coronavirus. They were like, oh my gosh, I think that this part of the Bible has predicted what's going on in the world. I'm not here to say that. I'm not even familiar with the context of this passage, which is something that when we read scripture, guys, we always have to do. The first thing we should do when we read scripture is be like, okay, who was writing it and what was actually going on in that time of the Bible? So why are they saying this? So, I mean, without ever having looked at this before, my guess is like those things were happening in this part of the Old Testament. So it might not be relevant to us at all, but some people just are really freaking out about this verse thinking it means right now in our world. Okay. That's all I'm going to say about that because at least it brought it to their attention. What I really want to talk about though, whether this is directly relatable to our current situation or whether it prophesied it or not, this verse 14 where it says, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. So there's this great sense there of repentance. And the very first person who pointed this verse out to me, I was like, oh my gosh, confession. Because as Catholics, we have this amazing sacrament that we believe Jesus has left for us through his apostles. And that is literally how we can repent. Yes, as the video earlier this week, and as my clarification even alluded to, there are other ways that we can be forgiven, but there's just something about sacramental grace, y'all. It's just amazing and extra special. And so whenever I first heard that verse, that is what hit my heart was, oh my gosh, confession. And literally, one of the most recent people who shared this verse with me it was literally in the context of confession. I hadn't even said anything about it, but she did. She was like, yeah, my daughter was reading through the Bible earlier and she came across this verse and now she really wants to go to confession. Do you have any resources that you would recommend for her? Because these people are some of my good friends. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like her daughter, like in her daughter's own heart, like she recognized this could be confession. And I was like, that's exactly what I, uh, I was just freaking out. I was like, that's exactly what I was thinking. Hence why I'm, why I'm feeling really called to share it with y'all. So I think that as Christians and especially as Catholics, we have a special call during this time to check ourselves. One, consider when was the last time you went to confession? 
Do you even remember? Was it within the last month, year? And if not, I think God could really be giving us all a wake-up call, even those of us who try to regularly get to confession, to really take into account, whoa, our world is far from perfect. And there are things in my life that are far from perfect. And what are those things? Because... Whether this passage from scripture is exactly for our day and age or not, God always calls us to repent. And that's exactly what the season of Lent in the church is all about. Which, stay tuned, we're going to make a video coming up this Monday on called Let's Talk Lent. So stay tuned for that. Sidebar, I'm going to start posting videos every Monday with extra ones randomly sprinkled here and there as I'm inspired to do, such as today. But know that Joy and Hope will always be coming at you on Mondays with new videos. So this upcoming Monday, let's talk Lent. Stick around for that. But as far as the coronavirus and how it's affecting our world and all of our lives, let's think about for just a second, where are the places in my life that now that I have some free time to really think and really pray, where are some ways that I could really use some improvement? And to help you do that, and hopefully to help encourage you to go to confession, like my friend's daughter is planning to, and like I'm planning to this upcoming week, because check it out, a lot of parishes are actually having even more confessions available now, which I think is super fitting because of this. I know my parishes, so look and see if your parishes or a parish near you. <laughs> Not coming to a theater near you, those are all shut down. But isn't that the vibe you got from when I said that? But coming to a parish near you, more confession. Um, but I want to share a really great resource with you all. So give me one second. I want to make sure I spell it right when I spell it out loud for all of you. So... It's called Laudate, L-A-U-D-A-T-E. I believe it means praise. On the App Store, at least on my iPhone, it's it says that it is the number one Catholic app. So that's really cool. I believe it. It has really helped me. And if you download it, I tried showing it to my camera earlier and Y'all could not tell what it was. Trust me. So I'm going to describe it a little bit. But again, in the description, see the link below for this app because it is amazing. So whenever you pull up the app, I mean, there are tons of resources on it. You've got daily reading, saint of the day. There's so many that I'm like, which one should I say? <laughs> Prayers. A calendar. <laughs> How to Pray the Rosary, How to Pray the Chaplet of the, of the Divine Mercy, Stations of the Cross, which is also a really great practice to do during Lent, especially on Fridays. But then as you scroll down, you get to confession. And when you click on the app, it's amazing. It helps you with a step-by-step -step guide to the sacrament of confession. So even if you haven't gone in forever, 
just download the app and take your phone into the confessional with you and it'll walk you through it. And some people think, well, there's no way I'm going to remember all my sins or I'm not going to remember all of them when I walk into the room. This app has got you covered. So it leads you through an examination of conscience at the beginning and you can use the confession app for anyone, it says. It can be for children. There's one for young adults, one for single young adults, one for married adults. So so that if your child is going to confession, they aren't looking through some sins that maybe, you know, you, you just don't tend to struggle with until you get older. We'll leave it at that. But it's amazing. And it will walk you through these different sins and it'll help you reflect on mm, where am I struggling in this regard or where am I struggling in this regard? So I highly recommend it. Again, see that link below and please comment. If you've heard of it before, please comment on the video. And if there's anything else about the app that you really enjoy that you want to share with people, shout it out. Or if you look it up and you had never heard of it before, please comment on how it helps you because again, Get the word out and maybe there's something about it that I didn't realize that you could help us all out with. So my challenge for you, and even if you're not Catholic, even if you're not Christian, if you think that possibly this time in our world could be one where we all reflect a little bit more on if I was to get a terrible disease and die, how would I want my life to look? I encourage you, download this app and go to the confession part and click on the examination of conscience and just check your own life and be like, where am I struggling? And where am I not okay with that? See what it does. My challenge for you, go check out the app, do an examination of conscience today, check your heart, check your mind, check your soul. And I'm going to do the same. And hopefully, if we all do that, as God says, he will hear from heaven. He will forgive our sins. And he'll, he will heal our land. All for the greater glory of God. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you all so much who have been joining me on Joy and Hope. It has been awesome these last several weeks to see how many more people are becoming a part of this mission. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. As always, if you like this video, if it is at all helpful for you, please do me a favor and hit the like button so that I know more of what you guys are looking for. And please feel free to comment what was helpful for you, what wasn't, what would you like me to talk more on? I really appreciate the feedback. And as always, if you have not yet subscribed, please do so. My hope is to have 1,000 subscribers by Easter, which is in just a little over three weeks on April 12th. So if y'all could help me hit that mark, please consider at least 10 people in your life who you know are not currently subscribed to Joy and Hope and send this message their way. You never know you might just change their life by bringing a little bit of light into the darkness. And I think we could all use that right about now. So thanks guys, as always, love y'all and God bless.
See you next time. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing Joy and Hope full-time, bringing you the inspiring creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful, hopeful lives. So please consider supporting us. Thanks so much for being here today. God bless and see you next time.